0: Welcome to Dog Talk and Kitties Too. I'm Tracy Hotchner. I wrote the Dog Bible, everything your dog wants you to know, as well as the Cat Bible, everything your cat expects you to know. This episode features one of three guests who were part of my weekly hour-long NPR show broadcast over the air every Sunday on WLIWFM 88.3, the only NPR station on Long Island, where it has broadcast continuously for over 15 years. This show is about dogs, cats, and other creatures who share the planet with us. Please check out my other Pet Talk podcasts at tracyhotchnerpets.com. This show would not be possible without the longtime support of Waruva, the pet food company founded and privately run by David Foreman, who named it after his rescued kitties Webster, Rudy, and Vanessa. Waruva is a quirky name for a company with whimsical names for the dozens of different cans and pouches of cat food they make but what sets them apart is how serious David is about high-quality nutrition. They were the first pet food company to use human edible ingredients and process them in the same facilities that make human food, remaining privately owned and run, accountable only to their own high standards. This show was also made possible with the generous support of Dr. Elsie's, the privately owned litter and cat food company founded by Dr. Bruce Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian. He personally created many styles of litter to make sure that even the fussiest cats would not have out-of-litter box problems, the number one reason people abandon their kitties. Dr. Elsie also created his own brand of cat food called Clean Protein, the first dry cat food I can recommend because it's based on the protein found in a cat's natural prey. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival of which I am the founder and director, along with the annual New York Dog Film Festival, which premiere in New York City every October and then travel the USA and Canada, supporting local animal welfare groups. Go to dogfilmfestival.com and catfilmfestival.com to find out when we'll be where. Dr. Rachel Geller is back with me. She has her own nonprofit called All Cats All the Time in which she gives free cat behavior support, advice, information to people who haven't been able to reach out for help because of a financial barrier. And for many people, $500 or more is a barrier to figuring out what's gone wrong in your relationship with your cats or theirs with each other. Or in the case of a a situation that Rachel has just been a rock star in fixing. What happens if you have a cat and dog problem, and the problem is the cats are attacking the dog? Rachel, was this the first time in the the many years of you being such an incredible guardian angel to the the larger cat community and helping everybody for free, and then when people are capable, they give a, a donation to your nonprofit? Is this the first time you ever had attack cats? that were going oh, after a dog
1: I've had my share of attack cats and I've had my share of cats going after dogs, rabbits, gerbils, birds, people, <laughs> boyfriends, <laughs> you name it. But this case was was a little bit different because this particular um these particular people really wanted it to work and really tried and are typical of many clients who find their way to me where they did internet searches or maybe ask some well-meaning friends and didn't get the best advice, right. really rushed the process, things were going south and were devolving into aggression, and they were feeling extremely hopeless. Understandably.
0: I mean, you, you were kind enough to share the correspondence with them. They had a, a fairly newly adopted, looked like a two-year-old, kind of pit bull mix, darling-looking dog, Daisy. And then they yes. took in a bonded pair of brothers, the kitties Daryl and Rick. And they, 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 here's the thing that I think really jumped out at me from the letter. They were told by the cat rescue that those cats were fine with dogs. And they knew Daisy the dog was fine with cats because they'd seen her show no interest in cats that she had been around. So can we just start with that idea? A cat rescue shouldn't probably be giving people information that's false because you set up just a heartbreaking
1: situation. Absolutely. I mean if you're going to give that type of advice, hopefully you have track tested this track yes. tested this in some way, you know, in a foster home or right. if you have a shelter that has both cats and dogs. But I do want to make one point. Even if a cat gets along with Some dogs doesn't mean a cat is going to get along with other dogs, Right, just like people. Mm -hmm. I may get along with women. It doesn't mean I'm going to get along with every woman who crosses (laughs) my path. But the other thing is, I don't know any cat, even if the cat does get along well with other cats or dogs, who will go through an introduction process and get along with this other pet when the process is is five days or less. And they had they tried to have the cat and the dog together in three days. And whether you are a cat who loves dogs or not, three days isn't enough time to establish your own territory, let alone establish sharing your territory with another cat or dog.
0: That's very well said. They were all newcomers. I mean, even Daisy had only been there a couple of months. It wasn't like she'd been there from birth. And not that she is necessarily in any way the bad guy in this, but everybody was settling in, and meaning the humans were settling in with their four-legged companions also. So nobody really knew each other that well yet. So right. That was, nobody was bonded.
1: Element. Yeah. Yeah, nobody was bonded either with the humans, with their territory, with each other. So there were a lot of missing uh, moving pieces in right. this particular case. And the fact that they
0: did it so quickly, I think... Talk a little bit about a kind of golden Rachel rule for the amount of time that you put cats when you bring them to your home into what you call a sanctuary room, a separate space where they really need time to just get their blood pressure way down. How long should that be?
1: I tell my clients to plan for two to four weeks, but not to be surprised and not to be upset if it takes longer. Because, you know, each cat enters into a new relationship at her own pace. Each cat needs to sort of get her, you know, her bearings at her own pace. Some cats are brave and ready to venture out more quickly, but other cats are more shy and reserved and want to take things step by step. So I usually tell people, you know, prepare for at least two or three weeks. It could be four weeks. It takes the average cat around three weeks to really, really settle in. But, you know, you throw another cat or a dog into the mix, and it may take longer. I would rather, quote, a higher amount of time and have people be pleasantly surprised if it goes a little easier than to raise false expectations that it's going to be, you know, a piece of cake and everyone's going to resolve all of their fear and aggression right away and, you know, have it go. A longer period of time and have people get worried. And
0: the other thing is, because we know cats have a very strong memory, it isn't just elephants, I mean dogs too, but if if a bad event happens between two cats or two cats and a dog in this case, and it's escalated at the point of attacking, it's not like you go back to square one and square one is neutral. You already have some built-up issues there, so it's going to take even longer. Each time you have a setback, the the recovery from it may be complicated by now there's a history and the history is not all you know unicorns and unicorns and, and butterflies it this, is not yes these two cats were jumping were attacking daisy on her back it reminded me of like what we see in jungle movies on the discovery channel Cats jumping on the back of a dog to attack, and the other cat piling on, and then the people peeling the cats off the dog. Holy cow, I would have been a wreck myself.
1: And they were, you know, yes, (laughs) just reading their email, I was a little bit of a wreck. Yes. You know, and they ended up by saying, We hope that um, that we didn't completely ruin our chance. And, you know, I sent you the emails, but, you know, of course, we also had several phone calls and virtual consultations during this process, but. What I explained to them is that, as you mentioned, we're going to walk this back and we are going to do a complete reintroduction, but we are going to do things so incrementally and so slowly because now we have created some negative associations. Right. And even things like um, scent swapping, people will say to me, well, I don't need to do that. They've already smelled each other. They've already been in each other's right. territory. And I explain how important it is to give these animals a sense of control we're going right. to let them investigate the sense when they want to and let them feel like they have a sense of control in this process because right now they feel like they've been plopped into you know enemy territory Correct. and they have They've had no control. So there's so many things we need to do to walk this back.
0: That's really good advice because odor is something that is very potent for cats. Everyone's always extolling the virtues of the the great dog nose. And, you know, it can tell if there's one drop of blood in a swimming pool of water. Whatever those kind of, you know, analogies are. Cats have a really strong sense of smell, too. It's why they investigate a lot with their noses, right? You come home, they want to smell your shoes, your clothes, certainly any shopping bags, anything that comes in the house. They're investigating because they're curious, but their nose yes. leads the curiosity. So if yes, you were they to are
1: sniffing away, yeah. Yes. So if
0: you were to put tube socks on your arms, let's say, which is one of the things that we sort of recommend, and I say in the cat Bible, and you rub it all. This is this is to introduce two cats to each other, which is quite dissimilar in terms of outcome. But you rub it all over cat A, especially the cheeks, and then you leave that sock covered in the scent of that critter in the space of cat B or yes. dog B, they, they're they going to hang out with it and they're going to sniff it in their own good time, as you said, and give them a sense exactly. of control over it, not just like, so, yikes, yeah. that smells really odd to me. What was that thing that just flew by?
1: So important, you know, just put it in a neutral area in the location they tend to hang out a lot and let that cat or dog go and sniff when She feels like it, she might sniff a lot, she might sniff a little, she may ignore it at first, but let the cat set the pace of these interactions. Let the cat go, you know, as she feels like it and follow the cat's lead on these, you know, scent swapping um, procedures as you go through the introduction. It's just so important. We really want to respect the uh, fact that um, for cats, having that sense of control and feeling like they have some predictability is very important.
0: Right, no surprises. And Daisy, clearly, a couple of times, just by the very size and bulk of her, and her just, however it was, she entered a room. It just set them off. I must say, she seems like quite a bomb-proof dog. I mean, she's a, she was she looks kind of like a Dalmatian-ish kind of a coat, more white than than dots, but she doesn't have any fur. So having two clawing hissing fighting cats jump on her back which could have really get, caused her physical harm doesn't seem to from what they said have caused her to need to be on the shrink's couch, right? She seems like, "Oh, well, I guess it's just one of those days for me."
1: Yeah. The dog did seem to be fairly resilient. Yes. I think the dog was more fearful and, you know, maybe a little more shy and reticent, but the cats, you know, really redirected their their fear. You know, when there's stress onto this poor dog, um, you know, and it's just so important to try not to attach, you know, feelings like good or bad, you know, Correct. attacking, aggressive. Right? The cats were scared; they were just put into a very um, fearful situation way too quickly. They were completely overwhelmed, and they were trying to solve their problems, you know, as cats. Right. So, you, you know, and not as how we might solve the problem, but You know, thankfully, they really wanted to make it work. They were willing to walk it all the way back. They um, were really great at following the procedure. They checked in and called when, when things weren't going well. I always tell people, please, please let me know. You know, I can't read your mind. If something's not going well, let me know. I can offer you. um, You know, we could change something up. Right. you know what I mean? We yes. can try things a different way. You know, I'm giving you the way that works with most cats and most dogs. But, you know, there's always the outliers. There's always one in every crowd. So please keep me posted. Let me know. I would rather you, you know, people think I don't want to bother you. I'd right. rather you bother me than, things, than have things devolve and then, you know, we're really in a bad situation again. So they were great about always keeping in touch and I thought that um you know what was so interesting about their email was they were just as happy with my cat behavior advice as my encouragement and providing hope you know it's so important to give people to give people hope to give people support to be empathetic to understand they're stress, and they were just as happy with my ability to encourage them and give them hope as they were with my cat behavior advice.
0: Well, I think that's really important because the human element in this is that we do tend to use black and white and and adjectives about ourselves and therefore about creatures with, you know, derogatory, oh, that cat's just, you know, sick in the head or mean or vicious mm-hmm. or probably was abused. And it's really important that we not do that to ourselves and say, God, we're so stupid. We shouldn't have done it so quickly. And what were we thinking taking two cats? Maybe we should have only taken one. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's very easy to, to lose faith and confidence, both in yourself and in your pets. And I think what you do, Rachel Geller, with all cats all the time, is remind people to be kind to themselves and each other, as well as the animals. And bugging you, if you will, is... Part of why you do this, because you want the good outcome, your satisfaction and your sense of completion of the task is to know that your advice has been respected and tried and tried again, and then you get a successful outcome. And I definitely want to share a picture of Daisy and the kitties that they sent of everybody chilled out, lying together. You you got them through a very dark time and gave them a family that will be together for at least a decade of them all living yes. together growing old happily together people yes. cats and dog
1: they they gave it time and patience and they will be richly rewarded That's and right. that just means the world to me yes yeah. And so put, yes, bug that, and bother me, please. <laughs>
0: exactly, and that's why I, I sometimes I cringe and think, well, if I tell another great Rachel Geller story, oh no, more people will get in touch. But wait, that's what Rachel lives for. This is what she has made her life's work. It's a mission. You're a missionary, and you're really good at it. And I think the fact that you do this as a, a nonprofit and also with zero profit to you and zero cost to the people reaching out to you. You're one of a kind. There's no one else doing this. And it's an incredible gift to the, the larger cat-owning population, and in this case, cat and dog-owning population. So I really take my hat off to you. And you've I've known you now for over a decade. You were involved with the Cat Film Festival when it came to your area in Massachusetts. And we're really great at, at promoting it. and I just I just want to say I really admire what you do and how you do it. And I know there's a lot of people out there with cats who really need your help and don't even know you're there. So I hope that this will send more clients to all cats all the time. And I think I hope it will keep you energized to keep on doing what you do. It's of great value and great generosity to the to the world out there.
1: Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate your support, and I, I appreciate you so much having me on your show. Because, as you said, this is your your show and your podcast and your broadcast are such a great way of getting information out to people. And I can't do it all by myself. So, um, thank you for being part of my my uh, cat saving mission.
0: It's my it's my pleasure. I think we both feel lucky to have a platform at all. And it's nice to know that people out there can swallow their pride or their ego and reach out for help, and they shouldn't hesitate. Thank you again, Rachel. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the show. There were a few more special companies that make this show possible, and I hope you'll try their products because they support my mission to entertain you with valuable information and advice. This show is supported by Earth Animal, which is privately owned by Dr. Bob and Susan Goldstein, where they create holistic pet wellness products with an emphasis on their stewardship of the Pet Sustainability Coalition. Earth Animal makes a dazzling array of healing products for dogs and cats, as well as the innovative dog chew, No Hide, and the hybrid dry food, Wisdom, which is sometimes all that my picky Weimaraner Maisie will eat. The show is also brought to you in part by Evermore Pet Food, privately owned by two dedicated women who take human edible, ethically sourced ingredients to gently cook dog food that is then frozen in pouches and shipped right to your door. They founded and run their own company and answer to their own high standards without interference from venture capital investors. My dogs love it every single day.